beautiful people. I've been wanting to do my podcast for a break now. But I gotta live and let flow. So my team and my ancestors can give me all the all the messages, all the deets. So I don't miss nothing when I'm coming to y'all. You know, so I'm not I'm not missing nothing when I'm coming to y'all, how I'm supposed to come to y'all. It's crazy. One of the biggest things that I had to really consciously, you know, tell myself to slow down and live and let flow um, so that I could get the full message and basically literally go through a whole nother cycle of healing. The thing was, and shout out to my relationship with Telena. Shout out to the young goddess Telena. Okay, that okay that that saxophone was real. That just threw me off. <laughs> that just threw me the fuck off. Oh my gosh, that was just real extra. Like, come on, bro. Oh, well, shout out to her. I was just explaining how <laughs> it's like the roles are reversed energetically with us and our children. If you're listening to this and if you're my soul family, I, I'd be willing to bet that the same uh, explanation applies to you and your kids. They came down here to help our ass. Although in physical terms, they are under our care and our guidance because what is an adult? Somebody who gives a shit about actually, you know, like physically surviving in 3D. That's why little kids, they don't give a fuck. You know, they, they don't have any fear. They don't have any, any limitations. The limitations come with all them dark contracts that we start to sign about two years old or so. That we start to co-sign and shit because most, most likely because of fear. But, you know, physically, they're under our care and guidance, but they are soul family. Saw us and chose us, chose to come help us. Chose to come and energetically care for us. We're under their care and guidance. Period. Their souls are more ancient, more powerful. Put some respect on your kids, please, so that you can learn from them and be under the care and guidance that you need. I'm really, I'm really starting to truly believe that people with a bunch of kids, it's like usually, um, you know, at least for my soul family, I guess. You know, it's basically like your whole team is here because they know you need them. Don't allow your ego of thinking that you have this power over them because you're bigger. You've been in 3D longer. Don't let that fuck their ascension up. And all it does is fuck your ascension up too. And your bloodline's ascension. And when I say ascension, I'm literally talking about your energetic wellness and your elevation toward the abundance, the power, 
the love, the order, the chaos that is your birthright. We're talking generational healing in the sense that this, this, these distorted ideas we have have to stop. That's all the generational curses are. They're these distorted ideas that get passed down. For my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. Because if we don't ascend, we will descend. We've already descended. Can we stop? May we put some respect on our kids. Thereby put even more respect on ourselves. And our bloodlines. And what we're really here to do. You chose to come here. Whether you consciously realize it or not. That's why the subconscious. You know, for for people like us. It nags and nags at us about, you know, why we're here. What are we doing? What's right? What's wrong? How do I live a fulfilling life? How, how do I be, uh, how do I like embody happiness and shit? How do I embody peace? Those are all things trying to get you to realize, trying to get you to complete your mission so that you don't get stuck in this cycle of hell. Hell is a frequency. It's not a place. We always want, that's my favorite thing to say. We always want to see something with our retina eyes. These eyes detect light. They detect what the light reflect, uh, you know what I'm saying? What the, what the light shines on. Obviously, that's why we can't see in the dark, right? But if you close your eyes and you really, really tap in and be patient and do the work, you'll see what I'm talking about. Anywho, let us, oh, that was, that's a, that's a change in energy. Okay. <laughs> okay. May we really put some respect on that and heal the generational curses, which are just, just a bunch of lies to keep you, uh, you know, from ascending and to keep cycling uh, or recycling in the, in the loop of hell, the hell loop. Just keep coming back to the same damn frequency. Passing on the same damn frequency. Ridiculous. Shout out to Telena. Shout out to young goddess. For the ancient goddess, really, but you know what I'm saying? In physical terms, shout out to the young goddess. May peace, love, order, and chaos, and righteous anger be with you. For your peace and protection of it. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. You know what I want to jump into? Mm. My intuition and practicality series. You know, I guess there's probably going to be people on here who haven't been following me for that long, whatever. So, um. I started this thing a while back. It was a series called um, The Umbilical Cord to Your Divinity. A shadow work series on intuition and practicality. Oh, and I'm so glad it's getting woken back up. Oh, I waited long enough. So what we're going to talk about in terms of being connected to your divinity and 
using your intuition and your practicality to do so, especially when it comes to your shadow work, we're going to talk about inner child atonement. Excuse me. Excuse me again. Atoning for all the things, all the sins placed upon your inner child. All the sins against your inner child. The soul that came here powerful, undistorted, unfucked with, ready for everything, pure joy, pure whatever you're made of. We're atoning our souls. When we're atoning our inner children, when we're peacefully avenging what's been done to them, everything in this realm is a distortion and a distraction from elevating. That's it. It's real simple. I like how they just don't, they just don't care. They just switch the entire vibe up. I'm with it. I'm with it. Whatever. It's literally a distraction to keep you from going within. The world is sped up to a point where nobody seems to have no time for themselves. And if they do, they're spending it bullshitting. Or they're spending it trying to recuperate. Enough to get up and go back to the life they lead. It's the saddest. When you have inner, over, outer, and understanding of this shit, it's the saddest thing to see. Especially when people are so, you, you know, we're so tied to the shit for obvious reasons, you know, in 3D, money equals food. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of (laughs) hard to get somebody to really enter over out and understand why even that is an illusion. So let me go ahead and bring it back and start with just atoning for the sins against our inner children. You know, like I said, we came here pure. We came here ready for anything. And boom, around two years or so, we started the inheritance of the generational curses, the co-signing of the dark contracts. And in a physical sense, we were just, we, we were oblivious and we were vulnerable to these things. That's why it's so important for you to put this respect on your kids. So they don't have to atone and do all this work that we got to do. Why would we want them to feel the same ways that, man, I know you've been through some shit. Can we do some deep breathing real quick? And when I do my deep breathing, because we literally, they don't even teach you how to, how the hell you ready to get a degree and they didn't even tell you that you ain't breathing right. You shallow breathing all day and that's half the reason for your pain and suffering. Physical and mental pain and suffering. Ready to get a degree, but we don't know how to breathe, right? When I'm doing my deep breathing, 
I like to envision that I can literally suck the air through a straw. And there's a direct tube to the base of my belly, to the base of my lungs, which go all the way down your back. Or at least most of the way, as far as I'm aware. And when I breathe in through that straw, my entire body is relaxed. I like to close my eyes if I have the chance to. And if I don't have the chance to close my eyes, I will consciously let go of anything that's really tethering me to my reality right now. It's, it, it can be a hard thing to do, but really just that feeling of let go. You could be dead in the middle of traffic and let go. It doesn't mean you're, you ain't paying attention to your surroundings. It means that you're not absorbing your surroundings at all. Observe, don't absorb. So I hope that helped you get into that state. And let's envision that straw. And we're going to breathe in for a count of four. Hold for a count of four. And exhale for a count of four. This literally resets the sympathetic nervous system. Let's go. Hold. One, two, three, four. Exhale. Do that one more time. I'm just going to count this time to guide you. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. We're going to do it one more time because I didn't emphasize the exhale. With the exhale, I really like to basically like clench cysts. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> I can't. Um, I really like to like clench my core and push that same air from the base of my belly and my lungs. And really kind of I don't want to say tensing my body, but really like kind of pushing hard. And that really will release the stress and the tension from your body. So one more time, you're going to inhale to the base, hold and exhale harshly from the base. Inhale, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, Four, exhale, one, two, three, four. Let's get into the atonement. Peace to your inner child, peace to your core essence, peaceful vengeance to the sins against him or her.
the biggest sin, the biggest lie, the biggest distortion that we get. And we start to get around two or three, especially when we start to get disciplined. Fear. Oh, let me make it two things that then go together. Fear and death. And the fear of death. Little kids don't really, you know, grasp the the fear of death that kind of comes a little bit later. But you get the idea of fear and then you get the idea of death. You can't you can't keep it from from a child. But for so long, the idea of death. And then half the time, the parent is afraid of death. So, I mean, they feel you. They go inherently if you don't work to enter over and outer and understand that illusion. I got to turn this shit down. She's doing too much. If you don't really work to understand these illusions, it's 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 a given you're gonna pass them down. That is, that's the idea of general uh, generational curses. That's not something you want to give to your kids, man. That's definitely something you want to get rid of. It's the biggest illusion. When we start to get disciplined, we start to fear consequences we start to fear our parents and it it's what it's really doing is it's taking the trust away from the soul that's what fear is it's a lack of trust you don't trust something so you're afraid that you're not protected from it or protected by it or whatever right then death, you know, the idea that once your physical body is done, you done. Your essence is done. You know, like you only get one chance at this shit is that's that's damn. Like, first off, that's just stress. I mean, even if it was, that's just stressful. Damn. The idea that you don't reincarnate literally makes no sense. Let me keep it on topic, though. Let me go on tangents later. As it pertains to your intuition, like I said, that that discipline, the fear of consequences, physical consequences, energetic con- uh, consequences, you know, physical ones being, you know, whoopings or whatever, and, you know, pop on the hand or whatever, and an energetic being, you know, disappointed, mommy's mad at me and all this stuff. This takes the trust away from the soul by saying, I have to change how I am in order to avoid these consequences. I can't trust who I am. I can't trust my core essence to just be because it will make them mad or I'll get a spanking. And obviously, we want to protect our kids. But a lot of times we do not realize we are simply projecting our fears onto them very simple matter very very simple matter but it takes a lot of uh, of accountability and the ability to not be ashamed for forgive yourself this is the peaceful vengeance for the inner child forgiving yourself for being traumatized and you, you might say, well, that seems like a silly thing to say. Nah, it's a real thing. People really have to forgive themselves for being traumatized. 
because we don't realize that traumatized is what we are. We, we get mad at ourselves and the cycle gets worse and worse. We take it out on our kids even more. Having, giving them, you know, this, this generational curse gift, this legacy of not trusting your own soul enough to just, you know, sit with it and let it do what it do without the fear. Fear ain't even real, but without, you know, the fear of physical and energetic consequences. All illusions given to us, you know, when our parents start to get on our ass for real and say, you know, basically what they're saying is, it's time to get used to 3D. It's time to act like you're really from here. You know what I'm saying? It's time for me to teach you my ways. That is the separation from our intuition. That is why people find it so hard to be intuitive. And the older you get, the worse it gets. Think about, oh, think about being a teenager. Ooh. I need to center myself after this. Think about being a teenager. Or even, you don't even have to be a teenager if you grew up in a household where fear was a huge factor and was kind of like the backbone of the household, the foundation of the household. Just, just sit on that for a second. All the physical and energetic consequences that you've ever feared and how they just like piled on and on and on as you grow older. And then realize what exactly it is that's fogging your ability to be in contact with your soul and be able to move off of intuition and hear your intuition. You have to enter over, under, and understand what has happened in order to dissect it and basically go backwards in the sense that you're going back to that soul that was born here. This is the atonement for the inner child when it comes to fear. And this is how it relates to really nourishing your intuition, getting back in touch with your intuition, clearing the fog. All the things, all the energetic and physical consequences that you've ever feared. The lack of trust that you have in yourself to be the master of your reality, the creatrix of your reality and not have your creation powers used against you. Because that's what happens when you're not in touch with your intuition. You're a creator anyway. So when you're not in touch with your intuition and you're not trusting yourself or you're moving out of fear, fear is what has you. Fear is what's driving your life. It's driving the boat. And that's what most will call a demon. I'm not gonna get into the into the demon so that's a whole you know, this thing'll be fifty minutes. I'll do a whole nother, of course, a whole nother one on that. 
the demonology so we can really understand what those beings are. You know, don't don't let your demons drive your life. They ask out the driver's seat at least. Some of them do need to be, you know, rid of. Some of them don't. But all of them need to get out the driver's seat. So that your intuition can drive your life. Be practical about the matter of inner child atonement. Really commit. Really, really commit and show up for and show discipline towards the clearing of the fog in the inner, over, outer and understanding of what has happened to you throughout your life. To create this fog and exactly where and how the fog shows up. You really have to be practical about this and pay attention. Because the only currency you have is energy. Money is an illusion too, obviously. The only currency you have is energy. Pay attention to yourself all day. Study yourself all day. Study your children all day. Why did this manifest? Why is this situation happening? What can this situation teach me? Not why is this happening in a woe is me. Why is this happening to me? Why is this matter? No. A strict question. What has happened for this situation to manifest? Why? Why is this here? Why is this happening at this very moment? Is this a test? Is it a lesson? Is it a, a chance for healing? Am I, am I receiving a trigger so I can empty the clip? Emptying the clip is peaceful. That's the gag. Dedicate the time and the space and the energy. You don't need time and space to create time and space. You are the creatrix. You could dead be at work. But instead of using your ego, which has been tainted by all life events. Because that's what the ego does. It helps you physically survive. So, of course, it's going to keep all physical memory. Whether it's, you know, a conscious thing. Whether it's a, a thing in the forefront of the mind or kind of like on the back burner. You know, it's it's helping you physically survive. Mm-mm-mm, and keeping you on top. You know, it's trying to keep you on top. That's where the pride comes in. When you're not using your ego to decode what's happening in your life. Let, let me put it this way. When you're using your ego to decode what's happening in your life, which most of us do, and which this is what we're trying to get away from, you're seeing things... On a, on a personal level, like you're thinking of yourself, whatever your name is in this life. And you're taking things as a direct, basically like, you know, like the world revolves around you. But when you're seeing things with your third eye, you're seeing things for energy 
and not for physical instead of this girl really got me fucked up right now. Ego decoding. Um, you know, third eye decoding would say, does she need my help? Does she deserve my wrath? Is she here being used to teach or test me? And this is how you create time and space when it seems you don't have time and space. You could be at work like asking these type of questions, dedicate, showing up for yourself, committing. This is this is the practical part. Really paying attention with your third eye and working actively on not letting your ego and your demons drive the boat. Not letting your wounds drive the boat. It takes time. But this is how you atone for your inner child. Your core essence. The one that was wronged. You know they were wronged. And I'm sure there are many things that might be coming to mind now. Yes, all of those things that, yes... When you are triggered, it is a chance to empty the clip. This peaceful emptying of the clip is asking all those third eye questions. You emptying the clip on your healing. Oh, no, let me put it this. You're emptying the clip on the op for sure. The op is that which opposes your healing and your ascension. So, you know, I think I'm going to really wrap it up there for this one and just really kind of try to tie everything together. You know, be mindful, you know, pay attention, judge your mama. And I mean that. I mean that. Judge your mama, judge your daddy, bro. Judgment is making evaluation. What a lot of people think of when they think of judgment is criticizing. Criticizing is not judgment. Judge your mama and your daddy. So you can see the pattern of these generational curses. Pay attention and be practical. Be head on and disciplined in real time. You know, get you know, I don't know, get some, get some readings for me, get some sessions with me, get some info sessions, some love sessions, get, uh, your crystals. If, um, you would like to use them to support your healing work, get a journal to kind of write the things that you observe through the day, start to draw, to express the things that you experience through the day as you're paying attention Be seriously practical in whatever way that means for you, but you literally have to pay attention and create the time and the space to do so. To detach from the ego and detach from the sins that have been brought against you. Against your inner child and followed you all the way to adulthood. You think they... If you think 
they left. What? Really? Like they like they just like dissipated or something and you didn't do any healing work, but somehow it's not affecting you like at all. You you think. Be very practical about getting back to your intuition, clearing that fog, peacefully avenging those sins by healing. Really paying attention to your mama, your daddy, yourself, and your child, and making an effort to empty the clip. Intuitively, that's the listening for the answers to the questions you ask. You know, what is this here to teach me? You know, what, what, what's the good? The bigger, the big picture question is, what's happening here? What's energetically happening here, even though I see it physically? See how intuition and practicality just, you know, I'm trying to explain and, you know, separate them, but they can't be separated. They're harmonious. Just make sure that you're using both, really allowing yourself to receive, but making sure that you are paying. It's an energetic exchange. It's a loop. It's a circle. It's a circle. I'm so sorry. Okay. It's a circle. I hope y'all seen that movie and got that joke because anywho peace love order chaos and health to the gods and goddesses listening may you wake all the way up from any sleep spell you've been put under sleeping beauty I love you I love you I love you And take care of your vessel and don't get too attached to it at the same time.